Uh, this episode is about the bad uh, slash disappointing films I saw this year in theaters. And, um, I guess it's not, it's, it's only, a, it's only a bottom four. And, and of other four, uh, I think one's kind bad and misguided. One's just a mess, but with maybe a redeeming element here or there. One's painfully average, and the last one's really bad. I went to about over 20 films in theaters last year. I think maybe I'd have to check, but I think, yeah, I went to over 20 films in theaters last year. Maybe 24. So I only have four of these. That's not, that's not terrible. I mean, I should have my list of top 10, top 10 films next week. I'm still uh, waiting to see a film or two. So we will see how that um we'll see how that goes. But yeah, these are the disappointing films of 2019. The most disappointing films of 2019 according to me. X-Men Dark Phoenix was originally just Dark Phoenix in theaters and uh it's not as bad as Men in Black International. But it is kind of mixed. It's 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 it, it does have a few problems here and there. Um, but some of the, some of the problems are, I'm not sure if the some of the problems are the individual film, or is the film as part of a franchise. For example, like um, this movie tells the Dark Phoenix story again, which might have been a fundamental problem because hey, we've already seen that. Even if it was done battling X-Men in the last stand, there's no real... Maybe we don't need to tell that same, such a similar story again. You know, we've seen it in X-Men last stand. They did it in the X-Men cartoon. Probably did it better. And uh, maybe we just... Maybe they should have found something else to do. Also, the problem with that is... We barely even know this, this version of Gene. That, um... You know, she was just introduced in the last movie. We really don't know her that well. We didn't really spend that much time with her and Scott in the last movie. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I did enjoy the Wolverine cameo in X-Men Apocalypse, but maybe... Maybe if you want to do a Dark Phoenix in your next movie, you should have you should have spent more time with Jean, in in that movie. It's it's a little hard to care about Jean losing control of her powers or being tempted by her powers when you know we don't really know her that well. The movie loses a little bit of energy when Quicksilver leaves. Um, I don't mean to be making a pun, uh, but or anything, but he, it does. But it's still, it's not bad. I mean, or if it is bad, it does have a few redeeming things here and there that maybe you know you can. In, it's I can kind of still enjoy it enough and see what could have been. But yeah, this movie is more bad as a part of a set of movies because you know you really don't need Magneto in this movie. 
But on the other hand, Mike, it's always nice to see Michael Fassbender as Magneto. Um, maybe the movie would have felt a little bit more effective when I saw it if I didn't already know that Mystique was going to die. Because I think that's the first big shocking moment in the film. And it was, it was, uh, it was revealed in the trailer. The, the uh, trailer, I guess, was, I guess, to market that, hey, this is the last film in the ser until Fox, this is the last film we've got. Think all the gloves are off the table. Things are possible. But maybe in a sense it did kind of, um, Maybe the trailer revealing that did really blunt that impact. And also, so we'll see. Um, yeah, this movie might be bad. But I think it's still better than Men in Black International and the other two movies that I'm going to talk about in this episode. But yeah, this is kind of a, this, this is more of a failure I mean, this isn't terrible. This is more misguided. I guess. Men in Black International is not terrible. I have seen worse films in theaters. But it is very average. And, um... You know... It's just like, maybe, it's just pretty average. You know, Chris Hemsworth having trouble finding, finding things that work for him outside of Thor. Because I guess he can't be Thor forever. Um, for a fourth film of the franchise, this is pretty bad. I'd... The, uh, the stories about how this was, the making of this movie are probably more interesting than the movie. Because apparently there was a script and uh, that was signed, that Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson signed up for. And they signed up for this one script. But between, but some, but before, but... Producer of the movie, a man named Walter Parks, apparently didn't like the script, and he either rewrote it himself or he had it rewritten, and I think it was even being rewritten as the film was in production, and he, and in a sense, he kind of I guess you could say he watered it. He watered it down. Um. Yeah, apparently Parks did not make friends during production. Uh, uh, Parks did, apparently did not make friends during production of this movie. Um, because I think the movie opened on... A th the movie had their preview showing on Thursday. And by the next Monday, there was an already an article explaining what happened to it. How it turned out to be that. And people and um, a few people anonymously threw Parks under the bus, although one person kind of blamed the studio, saying that the studio should have done a better job keeping Park there. That there, that there should have been a studio executive there to kind of maybe slow Parks down or stop him or something. 
But yeah, the article about the making of this film is more interesting than the film itself. Which you, when you consider uh, how much was meant spent to make this film, is kind of a bummer. Also, this is a, this is the film that um, caused me to stop listening to a podcast. Um, well, there was a podcast I had to listen to. They weren't terribly insightful, but they were kind of fun and things. But then at one point, they were talking about this film, and they talked about the things, and they talked about the script, and they talked about the article about it, and then someone, one of the guys said it wasn't this. Well, this script wasn't good. I'm thinking. That's not the script the guys that's not the script that that Hemsworth and Thompson signed up for. Didn't you didn't you understand the article you read? So yeah, there this this film caused me to drop a podcast. But that's okay. I I guess I was already on the fence. But yeah, that's Men in Black International. A film that's not terrible, but it's really kinda average. And for a fourth film in the franchise, yes, this is the fourth film in the franchise. They built off what came before. Emma Thompson's back in her role from part three. They have a photo of Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, this is the fourth film in the franchise. For a fourth film in the franchise, this is pretty bad. This is pretty bad. And it's okay if they can't do better than this. Or they can't lock Walter Parks in a closet somewhere and keep him from from watering it from watering any films in this down. Any further films in the series down, then maybe it's okay if they stop. Ah, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. I really thought I wasn't gonna have to talk about this one again. But Besides from a few nice performances and a few moments here and there, this film is a mess. This film is bad. It's not just bad as a sequel to The Last Jedi, although it is a bad sequel to The Last Jedi. It's not just it's not just bad as part of the series of films. It's bad in its own weight. I mean, yeah, it's kinda nice to see Lando again. And yeah, that, and yeah, it's nice to see Harrison Ford wartime as Han Solo, and Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley do what they can with this. Hopefully, Driver gets better material and other stuff. Uh, gets other, gets better material in other films or TV shows or whatever. Hopefully, Ridley gets uh better material. Also, uh, some other stuff because. And John Boyega will be fine. I don't think... I, I, I think he'll be fine in movies other than Star Wars. But yeah, this... The movie's bad. It's bad as a... Tr- it's bad as a part of a trilogy. It's bad as a sequel to The Last Jedi. And, uh... Yeah. It, it's just a bad movie. I... Well... If it's not... Well... It, it might be bad, but it might not be terrible. The next film on this list is terrible. Hellboy 2019 is just bad. I mean, David Harbour's fine as Hellboy, but Ian McShane doesn't 
either they don't know what to do with Ian McShane, or Ian McShane just got to the set and he didn't care. So even he's not good in it, as Hellboy's father. Adopted father, but still. Yeah, either they didn't know what to do with Ian McShane, or, um... Or, or, or Machine just really lost interest, really lost interest, because he, he's not good in this, and that's, and it's usually a pleasure to see and hear him in anything, so, that's a thing. Uh, this is, this is just bad. I, I didn't care about his supporting cast. I think that psychic, I think he was supposed to have sort of like a, um, a big brother or father relationship to her, but it didn't either didn't come across or I just didn't like the actress or her character. The wear jaguar I didn't care for. Uh you know. It's not it's not like I'm in love with the Guillermo de Toro Hellboy movies and I'm just terribly hurt that de, de, del Toro couldn't come back for a third time. No, these movies, this movie, this Hellboy is bad on its own. Um, the the vil the lead villain is a witch who wants to conquer the world. Maybe this movie been slightly better, but I just couldn't help the feeling. You know, we saw that better in the kid who would be king, recently. And I actually kind of like the other villain more. That the the. the Pigman or whatever. The one who had a personal grudge against Hellboy. Kind of liked him. And I kind of thought about walking out of this movie at one point. I didn't. Maybe I should have. But yeah, as I said, th this is, this is, this is a bad, this is a bad movie. I don't want to see it again to figure out where it I mean, it's been a little while since I've seen it, but my ex my feelings was it's like it's like they shot a twenty two episode series, The Adventures of Hellboy, and then edited the twenty two episodes down to one feature length movie. Because at some points it just seems like there's a lot of running around, there's a lot of plots, there's some there's a there's at least there's some things like. There's a, there, there, there's some, there's an encounter with giants I kind of felt the movie didn't need. And, yeah, this is a bad movie, um, but, I, I think it's, I, I, I think this, I think this kills Hellboy off for the time being as a franchise and, and movies. Somebody I know, I think a co-worker asked why they wanted to try Hellboy again. Well, I think the idea was that if they did it on a reasonable budget, they could strike gold or at least silver. Yeah, well, they didn't even strike copper. Well, that's it for this episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe if you have the option. Uh, next week um, should be the best films of the year, which is probably a slightly more fun episode to do. 
I know there's some people said you shouldn't do the most disappointing or the worst films of the year. I think you should. I think you should. I mean, yeah, as long as you're not like. Because I think if you just talk about the best films of the year, then then that's that's not giving the audience a full impression of the, uh, of what of what the year in films was. If you just talk about the best. So I think you always you have to talk about the worst too, but that's just a theory. I could be wrong. As I said, uh, thanks for listening, and have a great day.